Welcome, everyone, to the Full Dive Gaming Podcast, bringing a weekly dive of all the news, discussion, and condensed nerd talk you need for virtual reality gaming every Friday. I'm Rip McAfee, producer and editor of this podcast. I'm Jay Bratt, a virtual reality YouTuber whose community grew to 2,500 people this week. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> That's actually I'm Adam cool. Charlton, a software developer who is truly terrible at singing. <laughs> yeah, we need an example. Same. <laughs> maybe another time <laughs> i am destiny wheeler entrepreneur and vr enthusiast all right and we are all here sitting in vr interacting as if we were really together in a room so check out the youtube channel if you'd like to see us in our lovely virtual reality faces we're on the podcast in three sections first a vr gaming section second we talk about our experiences with some of the new vr games come out and third, we'll be running a discussion section that changes week to week. This week, we'll be answering a question from our Discord community. Well, actually, we'll be answering a couple questions from our Discord community, but for the discussion, just one of them. And that question is, how did we get into VR? Get to the end of the podcast to hear all about that. And um, last week, we covered uh, VR accessibility. Super cool topic. Would recommend listening to that. So before we get to the news section, we've got a few questions. Like I said, from the Discord community, we'll go around the table here answering those questions. Jay, can you answer the first one? Or first question one? asked is, how long have you all been playing VR? I can tell you I'm going on five years now. I started on a Gear VR. For those who don't know what that is, you shoved your phone in this huge hunk of plastic and it turned it into a virtual reality headset. And it was actually, with the right headphones and controller, it was better than people thought it was. It was actually pretty cool. You know, that's really surprising for me to hear because <laughs> I, I always thought that those early VR headsets were kind of seemed gimmicky almost. Mm-hmm. Right. Like the cardboard one. <laughs> it was plastic. OK, it wasn't cardboard. <laughs> mm-hmm. It had real lenses in it. But mm-hmm. the thing about it, you could attach it, you could hook a Bluetooth controller up to it so you could like play actual oh. Minecraft inside of it. So it was much <laughs> oh, better than cool. the cardboard ones. It was it was surprisingly decent. Nice. Adam, how long how long have you been playing? I've been playing VR for just under two years now. <laughs> nice. So I'm a little bit of a newbie, I guess, but uh, I just graduated and got my first job and I realized, hey, wait a sec, I have a heck of a gaming computer here. Might as well. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well try it on something really awesome. So I picked up a VR headset and mm-hmm. went from there. Nice. Very cool. Destiny? I think I'm a little bit... Uh, under a year, right at a year, not too long after the quest was released. Mm-hmm. That that puts me at the the young the the youngest of the um time playing. I'm I'm only six months, but um, what I play so much, I think I make up for it somehow. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> Didn't you briefly have a PSVR though? Oh yeah, that's right. Okay, well, like. In terms of owning my own VR headset, it's only six months, but I've been like that I owned a PlayStation VR briefly like three years ago and I I've been in the gaming industry for a long time and like both trying like working for a company or two or um just like keeping up to date with the industry because that's that's something I like doing. So while I'm like very familiar with VR and have kept up to date with it over this entire period of time since like I don't know, four years ago, my owning, my, my being a VR player is, is only six months. 
like a true player. Yeah. All right, Adam, can you answer the next one? Yeah. Of course. So for our next question, we have Tech RS from our Discord asks, can you play VR on a Mac? No. And this is a question that <laughs> pops up surprisingly often on our Discord for some reason. <laughs> it's no. <laughs> I mean, okay. You can you can do like uh boot camp, you can, you know, do um wine. Um there's you know, you can get around things, but most of the games and most of the software isn't Mac compatible. Um and um, you know, Macs aren't really built to run games. So if you want to play VR, um don't buy a Mac and then be like, I'll make it work. You should just buy a PC in my opinion. Right, but if you do have a Mac and want to play VR, go with it go with the Quest. It's completely self-contained and so you don't have to worry about it. Mhm. I think that's probably the solid recommendation. Yeah. All right, next question. All right. I'm sorry if I butcher this, but Maddie's or Matisse ask us, what are the worst specs you can use for VR? The 970, right? Isn't that like kind of the understood uh, minimum? 970 does work. Uh, Oculus downgraded, though, because it was originally a 1060 to a 1050 Ti, which I believe you can actually buy for less than a 970 even. So wow. that's, but I think you still have to have an i5-4450 I think is the lowest processor you can run. And I, th I want to say it's like eight gigs of Ram is the minimum for most mm -hmm. of it. So yeah. yeah, I did run VR. I ran windows mixed reality briefly on a nine seventy, and it did. Okay. Actually. So I think nine seventy is okay. It's a three gig. It's not bad. Yeah. I'd say, you know, if I'm running a T six, a 1060 myself, and I'm pretty happy with that as like, like kind of the, the, uh, like entry decent yeah entry decent runs vr i have no complaints um but uh minimum specs like i would say like if you're like just getting into vr you probably want to get a 1060 over like a 1050 or a 970 um i think that mm -hmm. that increase in price is worth saving up for um yeah. but if you have a 970 or a 1050 and you're wondering, well, should I spend $400 on a headset? The answer is yes. You can buy a headset and play right now um, and then upgrade later. Yep. All right. And like I said, we – oh, wait. Never mind. One more question. <laughs> Startsite. Startsite asks us, when did we start thinking about doing a YouTube channel? So I guess I'm the one to answer this one because I'm the 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 – founder i suppose of, of this podcast um and i knew going before i uh started inviting everyone here oh speaking of i just realized there's another question that's missing someone asks us how we all met each other well we'll, we'll answer that one tie after. it together yeah <laughs> um yeah we'll tie it together someone wants to check the discord real quick while i'm answering this um to see who that is so um I went into this knowing I would want it on YouTube. It was it was going to be a podcast first and foremost, but I knew I wanted to record in VR and therefore obviously record video of it. And for me, that meant YouTube. So pretty much on its inception before before there was a logo, before there was like even a uh, like a first draft of how the podcast would look. There was I, I knew I wanted a podcast and I wanted it to be uploaded to YouTube. 
I have been mm-hmm. most surprised at how I honestly didn't think people would be as interested in the YouTube part as people have been. I'm super happy about that. It's more stressful on me because it means I need to stay better up to date on the YouTube channel. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I, it, it's, and if you're just asking in terms of like, you know, this was, this is, this was for us, at least, well, for me, a, a podcast first, right? So this was, I went into this going, I want to create a podcast, not I want to create a YouTube channel. The YouTube channel is just like, I wanted to give people options in terms of listening to it. So it's not quite the same as like, other youtube channels where it's like how did like why did you get into youtube it's not quite that way i'm creating a vr podcast that happens to be on youtube (laughs) right (laughs) youtube is a side effect right but that's the thing i mean our our kind of the big part of this is that we're all together in vr chat and that doesn't you can't really tell in listening to a podcast that that's a part of it so i see why the audience is interested in the youtube side of it because they want to see us they want to see our avatars they want to see me slapping rip once in a while over here, <laughs> yeah you know they, they, yeah, visuals they are very important <laughs> <laughs> all right and then that last question did anyone g- grab who it was no i saw adam looking yeah Not oh, let me pull it up real quick do do do, was it? Do, it may have do, been do, tech. Do, I don't know. It was Starsight. How did you Ooh, guys find okay. each other? Mm. Um, Reddit posts. <laughs> um, so we did not. Well, actually, okay. Jay and Destiny knew each other ahead of time, but um, in terms of like my finding the crew, it was um, I just I knew. I wanted people that were more um, knowledgeable than I. <laughs> I wanted I wanted people that already been playing VR. I wanted developers if I could get them. I wanted YouTubers, and I was very lucky to get uh, uh, both. Um, and yeah, so I I posted to Reddit. I was just like, "Hey, who is interested in being in a VR podcast?" Because I, I I I thought that the VR podcast I wanted wasn't a thing like there was no vr podcast that i could find that i was like this is something i want to listen to so i was like i'm gonna create my own um and i i reached out just via reddit putting posts up with like hey who wants to do this here's what it's gonna look like and um these these fools joined me <laughs> <laughs> fools is the key word there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right um Unless you guys have something to add to that, we can move on. Great questions, everybody. Yeah, appreciate them. Keep them coming. Give us some hard ones. <laughs> yes, those were too easy. <laughs> Challenge our brain noggins. All right. And with that, we're going to move on to the news segment. But of course, our sponsors. This week's new sponsor is brought to you by no one. We still have no sponsors. But <laughs> if you'd like to be a sponsor for this podcast, reach out to me, Rip McAfee at fulldivepodcast.com. It's in the description. It's in the show notes if you uh, don't know how to spell that. But it's R-I-P-M-C-A-F-E-E at fulldivepodcast.com. All right. Let's move on to the first news segment. I'll be presenting this one. Oh, God. I gotta like keep my excitement levels down. It's a I didn't... topic that is very dear to Rip's heart. Oh, it's so dear. <laughs> I didn't even like. Usually, I like put like a a paragraph of information to so, like remember the stuff. I did not need it. <laughs> um, so, Elite Dangerous is which is like this 
big space game for those that aren't aware of it. Um, Elite Dangerous, which has VR support, which is why it's uh, relevant to this, has finally released this super long-awaited piece of news. They've got... um, I wanted to say space legs, but I don't know if anyone's going to really know what that means. Um, They're going to have... You can now leave your ships. It used to be that you were just stuck in your cockpit or stuck in your vehicle and like you couldn't move from that. You just like controlled it with your joysticks or whatever. But now you can leave it and you can go out and you can well not now, but at some point in the future, <laughs> officially, you will be able to leave your cockpit and oh, I'm so excited. It's okay. <laughs> breathe. breathe. <laughs> there'll be combat, there'll be missions. There's, they're hoping for a ton of content for the people that want to take advantage of these new features that will be in paid DLC, but we've only had one previous bit of paid DLC in the entire five-year lifespan of this game, so that's pretty reasonable. Oh, well. Uh, um, so, super exciting. Everyone, it, there's been this like big back and forth of everyone like, what do we want this new big feature to be? Because we knew something was coming, and people were like, it's going to be atmospheric planets, and other people were like, no, it's going to be uh, space legs, and back and forth, and we're getting both. We're getting atmospheric planets, and we're getting space legs, which is just, oh, it's gorgeous. That's, that's a pretty big deal. I remember yeah. when Subnautica got like land, just even a little <laughs> tiny bit of land you could walk on, and people right. went nuts. So for that to be happening is pretty crazy. I I haven't played Elite Dangerous yet, but that actually gets me more excited because that makes me think of more like a No Man's Sky, not just a right. cockpit game. That gets me more excited to want to go play it. What does this mean, though, for HOTAS players? That what is do you think? The, that, okay, so <laughs> that is the weird part because I, I, I just, you know, if you're like set up and you're like, because a lot of people that play this game get really into it and they've got like a full, um, even without VR, they've got a full cockpit basically made um, kind of like how racing sims can get kind of crazy that way same with space mm-hmm. games and i guess now they're gonna have to make sure they incorporate their actual keyboard and mouse <laughs> in order to go do combat which might be a bit of struggle but you know what they'll have to deal with it because combat's awesome um so that's what they're gonna have to do it is the biggest question for me is how much vr support is this gonna have um, is there going to be any VR support for um, this, uh, these, these space like So far, they've been really good about the VR support for every new feature they've added. So there isn't any evidence that they won't have support for it. But it is a bit of a struggle to picture how they're going to do it. Because so far, every bit of the, the entire interaction of Elite Dangerous is entirely through either that as anything as simple as a like a Xbox controller or a, like a more expensive um oh I forget what the acronym flight is. stick Hotas. flight stick yeah yeah um, I was gonna say hotas but I realize not everyone knows what that means so yeah you need a flight stick and I do wonder what that's because if I'm in VR and playing the combat am I just gonna be looking through my headset and have to control my character with my mouse. I I don't I don't know. I, I believe I Subnautica. We'll yeah, I believe um Subnautica and um uh what's it uh, uh Alien Isolation also don't have like support for the actual VR controllers if I remember correctly. 
Yeah, so Subnautica I, doesn't really, I wouldn't even say it really has true VR support. It is a mess when you try and play it. It is not built to be played in VR. It's just something that you can kind of do to experience it but like the controls don't work right you can't hardly see the menus because they're too small it's it's not built to be played in vr and that's really unfortunate it sounds like i i've played a couple hours of elite dangerous and that is a game that they really felt like even though it was a flat game first they have really put some effort into making it very vr compatible and it is a joy to play it in vr and it's a real shame when games say that they have vr integration and really don't uh, it's just like, hey, we have all these cool props. View them in VR and then do nothing else. <laughs> yeah, And that's yeah. a shame. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I hope that Elite Dangerous keeps up the standard of making everything very comfortable in VR with this next update. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited. So excited. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to get into it for this now. I'm, I'm invested yes. now. This, it know, is quite right? an investment. It is quite an investment. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll walk you. You know what? They've got like some really solid. I've said this before, but I'm saying it again. They've got really solid tutorials. I'll help you through what the tutorials don't cover. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We, we can stream our cataclysmic first flight on it. Any elite dangerous. <laughs> Please. All right, someone needs to get this next news piece or I'll keep talking about Elite Dangerous for the rest of the podcast. (laughs) So I'll take our next news piece then. So the next news piece is from developer ILMX Lab, the studio behind the Darth Vader Immortal series that is on PSVR and also Quest, I believe, announces that there is a new upcoming Star Wars VR game, Star Wars Tales from Galaxy's Edge. We don't have a whole lot of details on this right now. It's supposed to take place on Batuu, Um, which is the same fictional world that Galaxy's Edge and Disneyland has. Um, We're expecting, and and I quote from the article, multiple styles of gameplay and difficulty settings to bring in a wide variety of players. So I, I have some mixed feelings on this. It seems like from the gameplay, there's multiple styles of gameplay and difficulty settings, that it really is a full fledged gameplay. I gotta say I'm a little bit worried because it sounds like maybe it's just going to be a Disneyland tie-in. So it mm-hmm. could really go either way for me. Oof. Oof. I was totally opposite. I was so excited because I thought Vader and Morty, really? even though it was kind of story-based, I thought it was really good. Like, hearing this, I was like, oh my gosh, different. When I heard different styles of gameplay and difficulty things, I was imagining, like, different characters with different types of lightsabers right. and things you were going to be doing. Like, maybe you get the double handed maybe you get the single like maybe oh that kind of stuff was going to be the different gameplay styles so it's definitely open to interpretation but i was like all excited so now i'm worried i'm going to be disappointed because of you adam thanks mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah the, the way i'm here for just dashing hopes all over the place <laughs> uh, <laughs> the star wars nerds crying just due uh, to adam <laughs> it was as if a thousand nerds <laughs> 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 that was nerdy that was it was great though um but i'm 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 also kind of like i'm sort of like half and half because that was like also the like when i when i saw the word disney listed on this article i was like about that um but what jay said also got me really excited because as as, you know if you've played the immortal series they're great but they're fairly linear experiences the way they're wording this and they're clearly keeping things very vague um on purpose so this really could mean anything besides just total suspect that we have but in terms of my suspect it's 
it sounds like they're trying to expand this game. You know, they're when they say different, like I think they said different experiences somewhere in in their actual post, which means I think it's not just like a linear short campaign like they're used to doing. That sounds like they want to have different stuff going on that you can go and maybe there's some more replayability there. There's different stories, different characters. If this is an increase in the scope of what Immortal was trying to accomplish, that's super cool. If it's just a Disney tie-in, that's not so cool. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I'm worried about. All right. Moving on. I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's exciting, though. And you know what? It's crazy that we're getting um, Star Wars content in VR like that disney bothers to i mean vr is making a lot of money now we're gonna have a news piece that uh, mentions that that vr is starting to make some good money now and that's really exciting to see but still you know considering disney only has like what two or three studios working on star star wars games right now um respawn dice and these guys <laughs> like <laughs> It's crazy that like VR gets Star Wars. Awesome. That's and on one hand, it's it seems like it's taken time, but on the other hand, it's it's very exciting to see it. But there were years, man, where we didn't have anything official Star right. Wars where we had to like play these games that were just things people had made. So it feels like it's it's about time. I just hope Disney, like you're saying, they don't make some Disney tie-in weird thing and then they say, Oh, it didn't make any money, so they scrap it. It yeah. money is to be made. <laughs> they just need to yeah. make the right things. Well, it's a bit time for some of you. I'm still over here on PC VR having no Star Wars content except Beat Saber, right? (laughs) Do side quest. You can play it. Ah, you're right. I haven't got that set up yet. Maybe we can. Is it side quest? That's another day. Is it on side quest? No, it's not side quest. It's a different software. It's a revive. 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 Make it happen. It's worth it. Because it's only an Oculus thing? Yeah. Yeah, Only Oculus. But I, I, oh, I, he okay. he has no excuse, audience. He he could be playing it right now. It's, <laughs> it's free software. Playing it. Uh, news, new news, bad news, no news. What do you want to call it? Sony tweeted a decision <laughs> to postpone the PlayStation Five reveal event. It was previously scheduled for the fourth. We were almost there, and they cited the need for more important more important voices to be heard at this time. So maybe they're kind of leaning on a, on what's going on in the world right now as an excuse to get out of their event. Maybe they really have a belief that other things are more important than this. I don't know, but right now there's no new dates. We don't know when it's going to be for the PlayStation five reveal, but basically it's live stream only anyways. So there isn't any physical limitations that are going to make rescheduling it difficult. It's just another little bit of disappointment for those of us who have been waiting on this for quite a while now the playstation 5 they swore and swear it's coming out this holiday season i'm getting worried i don't know about you guys i'm getting worried because (laughs) things keep being postponed and yes sony has been kicking xbox's butt for years but if xbox comes to next gen first and sony has to push this back i think that could hurt vr because xbox still hasn't backed vr yet and most people who are watching this from the psvr perspective just want to find out when psvr 2 is coming or what ps5 means for it so what do you think should we be worried 
it does feel like you know like call of duty got like a, a season delayed and it feels like every company that's like man we really could use some more time to fix these bugs is like oh yes we have an excuse um <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah i don't know i don't know how worried we should be because I, I imagine they gotta have a lot of things locked in by now um, i don't think so like yeah the it it is maybe they maybe they truly and I so doubt this, but maybe they truly um, did move their um, thing back because they, you know, they they want to respect all the crazy things that are happening in the U.S. right now. Maybe, maybe but the I don't know. World, the world is just in a weird state right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough. It's Keep your heads up out there. It's it's been a tough time, <laughs> but we yeah. that's where I feel like we need some good news. We need to know the PS5 is right? coming. We need to know it's going to be amazing. <laughs> right. That was <laughs> holding us back here. We could use good news right now. That was that I was a lot something of... to do in quarantine. Right? <laughs> yeah. Give me the PS5. Perfect time. Yeah. yeah. The like like when uh the, the this this isn't quite vr but like when call of duty had that like delay thing all everyone on reddit was like why like we want like like everyone's like sad and you know there's like not so great stuff going on why are you gonna like delay this thing that everyone's looking forward to <laughs> take it away from us yeah no that's <laughs> like I mean, do you just want us all to be protesting? There, there's coronavirus going on. <laughs> Not everyone can leave, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's anyway. So yeah, it's 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 gonna be us all, all us. This is relevant because of the the PlayStation VR. The PlayStation VR is a huge market in the VR industry. So it being tied to this super important console and getting a delay on this news is it's going to affect the industry and it's certainly going to make all the PSVR players kind of a little sad. Like what's, what's, what's going on? Are we getting, well, are we getting some better PlayStation VR stuff? What's happening? So we'll We've see. We've been waiting. We've been mm -hmm. waiting. Other, other, many other companies have, maybe not gen two, but newer tech has come out. Improved tech has come out. Right. Us PSVR owners have been holding out for a very long time now for some better tech. Exactly. And hopefully that better tech comes with the PS5 release. Hopefully, whenever that may be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is not. There's not even like a new date or anything. It's just indefinite. They, re I, I so doubt that they did this because <laughs> because of what's going on. I so doubt it. All right, Destiny, take us away from this uh, depressing topic. Something, something exciting, please. Yes, here's some positivity. So, Apex <laughs> Construct sells 100,000 copies. The developer put all sort of juicy information on Twitter this week, including not only units sold, but also some insight on where um, they were selling. Construct released on PC and PlayStation VR in 2018, and then on the Oculus Quest in 2019, but has sold more copies on the Oculus Quest than all other platforms combined despite having only been on the quest for a year now. So at a price tag of $20, that puts Construct at around $2 million in sales. So this is the game that y'all have been pretty stoked about playing, right? I've it's, played some of it. I it's 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 been on my wish list for a while. <laughs> I thought this... like literally today y'all were talking about y'all were playing it. Was that not this game? Oh, we were... Apex Legends? We... <laughs> <laughs> I thought we, we were, it, were saying about, uh, Construct. We were playing Tower you know, Apex Attack. Construct. I was actually looking at the 
game today. It's all about mech combat, and it's actually a game that I think I'm going to pick up, and I'll come back next uh, week and tell you guys all about it. Yeah, because um, it does look really, really pretty cool. I don't think it's a mech game. I, I really are maybe sure? we all maybe we all should be talking for a second about what this. This is a game where you are like a person slash robot, and your hand, like your left hand, is a robot hand, only has four fingers. It's Horizon Zero Dawn in VR. Yeah, you have a bow and you fight <laughs> off these spider creatures. Maybe uh, I'm thinking of a different game. Because I was of, thinking of like a, a mech combat style are, game. Are you thinking of the game that I was playing, the 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 Vox Machina? You know what? I think that's it. All these weird <laughs> things. Vox Machina. I know, right? Like <laughs> that's oh. where like I guess I'm getting a little bit confused. Like I could have sworn y'all kept saying it was called construct or something, but like today when we were streaming, I thought y'all were talking about y'all played it. Contractors? Because we played that yeah, yet. Very uh, that's yes, what it was. Yep. That's it. Uh, mm-hmm. No, nah, that well, was a different game. Let me defend the podcast here for a second. So for all of you out there who are like, how the heck do they not know what they're talking about? Apex Construct actually sold a bunch of units when Apex Legends dropped. They even told talked about this back in the day. <laughs> it sold a bunch of units to people who didn't even own VR headsets on accident because they were trying to get Apex Legends, which is a free-to-play game. So I don't know. Maybe we need to avoid the word Apex in the future with games or something. It just gets everybody all messed up. But I would love to know right. how much of those 100,000 was also those people who accidentally bought it back in the day. Mm-hmm. And okay, but it. a ton of it was from Oculus. And if you can accidentally navigate to the Oculus, store if you don't have a vr headset like you, you know you kind of deserve buying yeah. that uh. <laughs> yeah but as to reiterate they sold uh for the audience they sold more than everything else collectively just on the oculus quest just in in only one year of their time released which is crazy that that means well, actually, I don't know exactly. That's that puts it. I think that puts it. I don't know. My math's off. Maybe my math's off. But does that put it at least half? If that's the case, yeah, it should. I mean, yes. it's probably mm-hmm. about a million. But do you know why? Do you know why it sold more on Quest? There was a video that came out back in the day, and this was the reason I actually owned it on PS4. I bought it on Quest. There was a guy who took his Quest to a football field and played the like oh, yeah. most of the game running around the football field using the bow and never using his joysticks to move and this was one of the games they were like it actually is unlimited enough inside of the game that you can get away with doing this so i had to try oh, this wow. myself with my quest and it is an amazing sensation as long as you know there's nothing in front of you to run 20 feet in one direction inside of vr and mm-hmm. feel like you're running through a virtual world it is incredible and this game lets you get away with doing that it deserves these sales and okay, on the quest I, uh... especially I have several questions now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because how on earth does inside out tracking, which is what the Oculus Quest use, work in a football field? There's nothing for it to track for reference or anything. As long as like, it's not too bright out, it must be tracking the ground and the surroundings around you. But it works. I've taken my Quest outside. I never let the lenses get exposed to sunlight. I know what I'm doing. I've taken it outside. And as long as the le- there's not too much sunlight, as long as it's getting cloud, it's really cloudy or it's getting late in the day, you can go to a park and play games pretty wide open. You can set up a huge guardian out there walking around and it tracks really well. Wow, I think there's a side. I think there's a side of this that they're not really telling us about that could have future applications to humongous gaming warehouses where it could incorporate the world into it. And I think it could be incredible. Well, I mean, that is a thing. There's a lot of uh, VR arcades, especially in like uh, L.A., New York, that basically do what you're talking about where they set it up in in real life and then 
basically all the heads that does is paint a new picture of the world. Yeah, right. And but if, those aren't the typically kind of places that you think of, like the wide open, you know, free spaces. Right, right. <laughs> and so, man, imagine a VR arcade just out in the middle of Kansas, right? Just <laughs> it's like you have the entire play space of Kansas, you know. <laughs> I feel like I'm being sucked up in a tornado in VR. This is amazing. <laughs> it's just a headset that has it just shows you what's actually in real life, and you're playing. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's so realistic. <laughs> Yeah, it, it works. I saw there was another video where a guy took a Rift S and a backpack PC and somehow the inside tracking, he was able to take it outside and it continued to work, even though there wasn't tons of points <laughs> of reference around for it. So I think there's definitely some potential future in it. But I think Apex Construct, if you haven't played it, it is really fun. It's very story driven. Uh, it's It's got action, but it's not action packed. It's mm-hmm. it's more of a tale to go along on. So I'm gonna I want to finish it. I haven't yet, but it's good. Yeah. All right. With that, we're getting around. Uh, it's probably around 34 minutes in the podcast, if I remember correctly. So we'll move on to the next section. But and that's that's the gaming section. <laughs> but first, our sponsor, our sponsor for this gaming section is, you guessed it, no one. We have no sponsors. But if you'd like to be a sponsor, again, reach out. Rip McAfee at fulldivepodcast.com. All right. So we got a couple games this week. I'm very excited to hear about uh, the first one we have listed. Destiny <laughs> hopped on with me to play some Onward. I'm, I'm like, so I got Adam. Now I got Destiny. She's going to play more later because we only got to play for a little bit. And at some point, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll get Jay. Oh, Jay, save yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I really think you should play with us. Yep. Like, and you too. Like, I think it would be a fun, uh, like, group game for us to play. But Adam, yeah, you're right. It, it is really good. But it is very different than Pavlov. Like, I don't know why, I guess from seeing the video, I still couldn't really visualize or be able to tell the difference between Pavlov and Onward. They seemed so close to me. But no, they're completely night and day. Like, as soon as you even get into the game, like, it's it's so different. But, um, but I do like it. I like it a lot. It's not as like CSGO feeling as Pavlov is, mm-hmm. but um, I don't even know really what you would compare it to because it's not even like Call of Duty or anything like that. It's really more of just like its own thing. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I liked it a lot. The mechanics and everything were very similar to the other FPS games in VR. So that's kind of nice. But um, yeah, I can't wait to play more, especially, you know, as a group. So what, what are you... the top game modes? Like, what are your objectives when you play? What do you do? Because I've never see played. that's that's the part that I guess I just need to play more to learn. Um, because it's like with Pavlov and other games, you know, you have the typical like diffuse style mode where you have to like plant or you know detonate the bombs stuff like that. But with this game, I don't know. We were playing with bots in the beginning, and so Rip. Can you explain that a little bit better? I know we were just kind of using this like tablet to track down the mm-hmm. other teammates or so, other players. Um, so we 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 kind of just did introduction stuff. We we unfortunately didn't have time to hop into the multiplayer. So um, we ran through the tutorial and we played against bots in a very simple game mode. It's just kill the enemies, um, which is not actually how most of the. Uh, I've, I don't think any of the game modes are actually just team deathmatch. I don't think they even have that. Um, 
So that's only a thing against the bots, and it's just sort of it's it's a really good way to just get used to the controls before hopping into a multiplayer lobby because the there's there's two popular game modes one's assault and one's uplink you can respawn an assault but in uplink you don't get to and to have to learn the controls on one life game modes is always rough you know you don't want to do that <laughs> so yeah. that that's so we 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 just we hung around with the bots um with bots just taking them out getting used to the controls hopefully giving destiny a, a sort of a feel for like how is this game different the um how how are the controls going to be different what's the and the big thing is the time to kill but i want to hear from you actually because you mentioned that it's like super different but you didn't like go into too much detail how do you how do you feel that it's so different i think some of the biggest things um kind of like with the game modes like what jay is asking about it was kind of confusing for me. I didn't really understand it. I think just because I am used to the very simple, like diffuse style, like I was saying. Um, but I think that's just something that's going to come in time, except with me playing it more. Mm -hmm. But uh, besides that, one of the other biggest things was the tablet. Like I was really surprised because in all the footage that I've seen of the game, I've never seen that used. So um, I was a little bit like, Oh, okay. <laughs> We mm -hmm. have this like tablet we get to use, but um, <laughs> like how that stuck and out the to her. Syringe thing of all things, is fun. <laughs> like, yeah, I think out of all things, like I that was it. That was like the biggest thing for me. I was like, but, <laughs> not um, at all was that what I was <laughs> expecting to hear. <laughs> no, honestly though, I had a very similar experience. The first time that I pulled out the tablet and saw the map or could fly the drone around blew <laughs> yes, my mind. Really? <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, it's just yeah. you don't get anything because. Uh, same i was expecting very much pavlov with a very faster time to kill mm -hmm. um and so when i got in there and i got all these different gadgets with the tablet it just blew my mind it was the coolest thing i'd ever seen that's <laughs> oh yeah so great <laughs> if you'll if you anybody now that um we're streaming i don't know like if we've mentioned that but um so if anybody wants to go back and watch it i don't know if you can hear me but i swear at least half the time you can just hear me like talking about all the different things that you come with, like all the little gadgets, like the syringe where you get to, you know, either heal yourself or bring back your teammates or the whole tablet thing. And yeah, I'm, oh, oh, in the flare. Like, I've, I, you don't get that in the I didn't even know, I don't know it. if you saw. There's a flare yeah, gun. There, yes. In the there's game. A I didn't even know gun. about this. In, there's a flare gun in like oh, it was the box great. section. <gasps> I want to use the flare gun. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, exactly. I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, but that has to be my other gun. And uh, <laughs> so it's pretty useless, though. I really don't know the point of it, but it was super tiny, but it was very fun. I got to shoot it at one of the enemies and it just kind of like fell to his feet and then he still just shot me. But it was worth it. It was fun <laughs> to check it out. So um, cause I think that to me is the biggest difference is just like those little things that you don't really get in the other FPS games in VR. Mm hmm. Man, now I can't wait to take you into multiplayer to learn what what I think truly makes it different, which is I know I'm so excited. Like, I don't know, Adam. What what do you? I think you're a little. You got to try it out yourself. What do you think? Kind of that. What what do you think she'll end up experiencing when she hops into multiplayer and sees what differences there are, not just in like the gadgets you have. 
you'll spend a lot of time looking at the start menu because you'll instantly die because that's what <laughs> my, that's what my main experience and I, and that's not a slight on you i'm sure that you are a wonderful player but my experience is i popped in and i instantly walked around the building and got shot and that happened for like four rounds in a row <laughs> oh no i'm sure that'll probably be very similar to my experience <laughs> Because in Pavlov, the sort of style of play is you run around and you check corners, but realistically, the main thing that you want to do is keep your gun on target. And if someone starts shooting at you, you can turn around and pop them back if you're a better shot. And onward, if you hear shooting, you're already dead. <laughs> and yeah, that's yeah. unfortunate. Yes, it's... Well, and I think that's another thing that I didn't get the full experience because the first half I had no game audio oh, yeah. and oh, I wow. could only hear them in Discord. So then that's why I told them, like, I could tell I was getting shot, but I was like, I can't hear anything. But then I was able to fix it. And um, so, like, so I feel like I got a taste. I liked it. And I'm very glad I finally got to check it out. And I also think it's cool that I got to check it out on, like, with a link, like, through Steam. Because then now when it's released on Quest, I can check it out yeah. for Quest players and be able to kind of, you know, see if there's like a huge difference there. But um, but yeah, like so I'm really glad that I checked it out and now I just need to play it more, I think, especially mm -hmm. the online multiplayer. Absolutely. Right. Well, you're making me not want to play it because I hate games where the instant you know you've been shot, you're dead. It just I am not <laughs> it, I am not was, into the super realistic military shooters. Yeah, and it, it was that pretty just fast pace. Crazy. I believe it's it. great. You gotta you gotta know what you're doing, really be into that kind of game. Oh, you'll be fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> and just playing it even and honestly, the you can do quite a lot with the bots. They have a lot of maps, you can download new maps, they um there's two different game modes for the bots and when you like really increase the amount of bots you, it gets pretty intense but still not multiplayer so if there's a pretty large community that only plays co-op so if that ends up i i get a feeling that might end up striking your fancy a bit more and it might Probably. be a lot more fun even with that jay you did play an fps this yes. week didn't you how about I... you tell us about that so I played Contractors, which I had never played before, and I I actually enjoyed it more than I expected I would because in Contractors, you get about three gunshots before you die. You get hit a couple times. Unless they get you with a headshot, you get about three shots. So if you get hit once and you quickly take cover, you might be able to return fire. You actually get to fight back a little bit, which I enjoyed. And the crazy thing about it, I am not great at any sort of military sims i don't do much and i was actually doing better than most of the people that i had been playing with so that felt really weird for me but like we really saw the difference i got in a match with one guy who obviously was really good and then me and two of my moderators i was playing with were on his team and he got like 20 26 kills i got like nine kills and my two buddies <laughs> got like three or four kills each so like he was carrying the entire team he was really good and i i can't ever dream of being that good but it was it, there was different game modes one that i really liked was uh you basically had points you had to defend and then the other team had a bomb they were trying to plant at these points the only problem was we were playing it in kind of small matches i definitely think it would have been cool to get quite a few people in and play it would have been sweet so still 
Thank God I played War Dust with you guys first. Why in the heck do so many developers <laughs> make you grab the freaking mag with your trigger, right? not your grip <laughs> button? What? Why is that? Is that the thing in Pavlov? Is that a thing in Onward? Why is that? No, that Onward, Onward did it right in its grip. Oh, thank goodness. You know yeah, what Pavlov was weird? Pavlov trigger. Thank Ugh. No, no, not the trigger. No, that's, I, ah, I can't take this. This is not okay. So the weirdest thing in contractors, if you had the shotgun, you could hold the back of it with your grip. You would hold the front of it with your grip. But if you wanted to, if you wanted to cock it after you'd fired, you had to also then pull your trigger to, in essence, grab it and then cock it. And like, oh, your fired. It was the most janky mess uh, <laughs> as far as that one everything else about the game game was perfect but the weird okay if you give us grip buttons use the grip buttons to grab if you give us just triggers use the triggers don't don't screw around with both like this it's driving me crazy i miss the psvr where all you have is a trigger so you never had to question what was what <laughs> yeah i hate when it's like we have grip buttons if i want to grip something i'm going to use the grip button don't make it unintuitive yeah. come on guys because you only got two buttons yeah. <laughs> this shouldn't be hard yeah, I, I also, um, I, we only got to play like one match together and then he had to hop off and I kept playing with um, those 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 friends of his. And this was also my first time uh, playing Contractors and it was it was pretty fun. I'm still onward first, absolutely. But um, I'm surprised. It, well, actually, so Contractors is, is pretty new compared to Pavlov. And I have a suspicion that Contractors is going to start beating out uh, Pavlov. It's absolutely going to beat out Onward. Um, it's it's definitely going to get way more popular than, than Onward because Onward is a niche game. But fighting for that like uh, casual FPS audience, Onward plays super smoothly. It's got a ton of game modes. It looks beautiful. It's it feels. I mean, contractors, right? Yeah. yeah. What did I say? Onward. Oh yeah, sorry, contractors. You know what I said um yeah contractors feels like it i don't know it's it's like kind of feeling where like you're like yeah this had a bigger dev team like as you're playing okay but i gotta ask though because one of the biggest selling points for pavlov and the reason why it is such a big game it is today is because of the mod support where where users can come in and create custom maps and game modes and that's why it's so popular mm -hmm. so unless contractors has that i eh, it does i have concerns about it trying to compete against pavlov um and do they have like the diffuse mode like do they have any every, every game similar has to that mode. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they, I, I saw like videos of people playing like old Call of Duty maps and all sorts of stuff. So yes, but it's, it seems to have, oh, okay. um, uh, some form of mod support. I didn't look into it much, so I can't like speak too much on it. Um, but I think that their base platform for the game is stronger than any other VR FPS right now in terms of like. It's so polished and it looks great, um, except for the controls. You were so right on the controls. Jesus, there was this <laughs> like there was a shotgun that when I held it pointed straight up in the air. So I had to like <laughs> do this with my like I was pointing at the ground to aim forward. And then the moment I grab it with my left hand to grip the forward part, the gun jumped again another 90 degrees. So I was like doing this like I was pointing my right <laughs> controller behind me and my it was as if i was like pointing a shotgun 
be- like behind me at like a 30 degree angle in order to get the gun to point forward. <laughs> it was so bizarre. Um, then I use a, um, I use a, a VR stock, uh, which is like, for those that don't know, that's this like thing that you can put your, your controllers, you like get these little grip things that attach your controllers. And then you have a like metal tube that with a stock on the end and your controllers will magnetically attached to this rod, which kind of like gives you that like feeling of like having a gun or something. Um, so I use those. Yeah. Yeah. But you have three points of contact, left hand, right hand and shoulder. And, um, so I use that and it simultaneously was great and awful for it. The default settings are truly abysmal. Like you cannot use the gun stock with any gun off the bat. Like you cannot hop into this game and expect to use your gun stock. That said, it has the best support for calibrating it than any other game. You could like, once you go to, you can only do it from the main menu, but you can move the gun in any direction on your right hand, um, like from its original point, and you can change its angle. And it's so great. It's like, it's so accessible in that sense. But man, the default controls are horrible. <laughs> You're making me kind of feel guilty. I feel like I should have started with Pavlov because when you say this one was really polished, I knew everybody loved Pavlov. I thought Pavlov was going to be like more polished and way better than this. Now I feel like maybe I should have started with Pavlov, worked my way up to contract. Pavlov is now, it's all going to be downhill from here. Pavlov's Pavlov been out a while. is great, but it can feel a little goofy sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I don't know. Onward I, too. I, really, I love Pavlov. Can't get enough right. of it. <laughs> no, yeah, especially since like I guess for me it's like it was the like OG like FPS game, especially since you know Quest was able to uh, like sideload it and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah. I don't know, but also it really does come down to the game modes. And like I said, I don't really know what styles the other games have, but in Pavlov, you know, you have like the triple T. Um, in like zombie mode and all this stuff and to me it's just like the the classic modes so if the other games have it that's cool um mm-hmm. then i'll definitely have to check it out yeah yeah they have they have the, the pretty much all of these games have that sort of like that you know you fight over the a and b ob- objectives whether it's planning a bomb or just like being on site um okay yeah. so then what you like about it is just the overall like how it's made yeah, like for if you're asking like why I like Onward, it's it's because the the there's a huge amount of payoff to the setup ahead of time, um, mm-hmm. because it, you know there's it's myself and a group of others can hold a set of angles throughout the map that is incredibly powerful but only if you already knew about them ahead of time and similarly there's counter strategies to these angles so you like there's there's a ton to learn about these maps a ton to learn in the gameplay and your your gunplay has to be super solid like you were you're you have to be able to get on target extremely fast um you have to always keep your gun up at all times you know there is no room for error um so 
yeah, to, to me, that's like, I'm, I'm sure to other people, that's like, that, like, Jay, I'm sure is going, <laughs> that sounds like the worst experience. Do you, are you a masochist? What's wrong with you? <laughs> but um, now when you're looking for that, you know, it, it truly uh, provides a challenge. And when you, especially for someone like myself, where I already have a lot of IRL experience and that's sort of like i can aim really fast in real life and i can do things in real life better than i can in a video game which is a really like you play games to feel like you're you know it's it's a it's a fantasy thing typically and fantasy's fantasy's kind of broken when i feel like i could have done better <laughs> than the person <laughs> i'm controlling with a mouse and keyboard um true so that's that's why you do I, realize real guns way a bit different than the airsoft. Just, just wanted right. to throw that out there. <laughs> yes, I'm, I mean I'm I'm not saying I'm ready to go to war in real life. <laughs> I think you're, I think you're ready. I think you're ready. Let's, let's that's, draft him. That's very different. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just play. Yeah, it's very different. Um. Anyway, we're gonna move on to the next game. Adam, you've been playing Thrill of the Fight. Is that that like exercise game? What is that? It is a boxing game oh. where exercise is more of a side effect. <laughs> uh, the so, the other side of box VR. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so box VR is, it, it feels a lot like Beat Saber where you need to swing punches in time with the different notes as they're flying towards you. Box VR is a true-to-life boxing game thrill, where thrill you have a single opponent. Uh, what thrill was of the that? Fight. Thrill of the fight, you mean. You said box VR again. I'm so sorry. Yes. <laughs> no, you're fine. Thrill of the fight is... I messed him up. ...probably as close as you're going to get to actual real-life boxing in VR, where you have a single opponent in front of you. You need to make sure that you keep your arms up so you're blocking, uh, throw punches, and try and get them to move. And when you get hit, you can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> That, that's one of the most interesting things about this game, in my opinion, is that when you get hit from an opponent, because that's something that a lot of VR games sort of yeah, have problems with, you know? What does it feel like when you hit a wall? Uh, because you're not actually hitting something in real life, a lot of times, like in, say, VR chat where we're in right now, you put your hand down on the table and it just feels through. There's no feedback. There's no, There's nothing telling you that you've hit something. Right. Um, and this game is why I find it really interesting is you can almost really feel it. The combination of maybe the vibration and the lights and the sound really makes it feel like you're hitting. Um, and, and when you get hit by the opponent, it, it feels like you've been hit. <laughs> There's a really, really in sync vibration and sound effect and your vision distorts and starts to spin. Like you can feel it when you've gotten hit. And so it is a really cool experience. And if you're into boxing at all, can't recommend it enough. Hmm. What's the movement? How do you move around the ring? Or do uh, you just stay? So it is only room scale movement. Okay. Um, and so it really depends on your play space. If you have a very small room scale area, you really just have to stay in one place um and focus more on your blocking and your punches than more moving back and forth i have a pretty linear play space <laughs> so i can move back and forth quite well in the arena um 
and that seems to work quite fine. I wonder that because Creed has a weird movement style. Knockout League, you can't move. So I haven't played Thrill of Fight, but it, it's hard to get the movement right, I feel like, in boxing games. But what you're saying really speaks true about how some games really nail the fact that you're hitting something or getting hit and other games don't don't uh, don't nail it at all. So that excites me. That makes me actually want to try this because I like the boxing games for both the gameplay and the exercise. Yeah, and this one is quite the workout. Yeah, <laughs> like I play that. box VR. I don't know. I weirdly have a boxing thing when I exercise, I guess. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but for box VR, I can play a twenty-minute set, and it sort of feels like I've gotten a good workout. With Thrill of the Fight, I can maybe go four minutes, and I am just exhausted. <laughs> and maybe that speaks more to me and about how out of shape I am than maybe the game itself. But. <laughs> But it is it is really, really a good workout. Mm-hmm. We should definitely pick one of these games that's also workout one week and we should all like do a challenge between us. Maybe maybe the audience tell us out there. What do you think? Is there something that would be a great game for the four of us to to each try out and see what we can do and come back to you? I think that might be fun. So let's see that would be fun. fun. Reach out. Yeah, Join the Discord community. Links links everywhere. Links in the description. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anybody else want to touch on the thrill of the fight? Because I cannot wait to get to this next game. <laughs> Has anybody tried doing a game like that, but with like uh, weights on them? You know, you can get like the straps. Dangerous. But yes. Actually, one <laughs> that, that VR stock I was talking about, I actually have been like looking into like weighting it more. Um, so that I'm having more of a workout as I'm playing it. That that was something I was looking into. The, the yeah, important thing for my how it feels. Yeah, the important thing that I, from what I've read, I'm no exercise science specialist. I should probably be talking to Nat about this. But if you can hold the weight, it's good. If it's hanging on your joints, supposedly it's bad. So like putting wrist weights on for this kind of stuff could be really bad. But if you're wearing like weighted gloves, that can be good. So mm. definitely consult your medical professional before you go trying putting weights all over your body <laughs> out there. But supposedly there is a right and wrong way to do it. So I don't know. I, mm. I The games I play for exercise, Beat Saber on usually Expert Plus or a Knockout League is one I really like. I would not want to put any weights on me because I get exhausted as it is. So... Yeah. But yeah, if you're looking for that like extra cardio, yeah, mm-hmm. if you're looking for that extra with some weights, uh, consult your medical professional. <laughs> there you go. Uh, All right. Ta- tower All right, tag. Let them lose. Tower tag. We talked about it last week. We said this was supposedly an acclaimed game. People had wanted to play. Supposedly it's won awards. Um, I, if you have never experienced VR in your life, or if you're currently at a place in VR where you think these games are getting too advanced and they're getting too cool, Tower tag is the game for you. You don't you don't even have to use two controllers. You only get to use one controller in this game. And what? you only need you only need two buttons on that controller. One is your grip button, which you are going to grab and teleport point to point with. And the second is your trigger, which you're going to shoot a weak underpowered gun that overheats way too quickly. And that is basically the whole gameplay. You stand on this tower thing. There are other towers around you. The tower is right in your face. It's really annoying. It makes you move all the way to the back of your play space to get around it. And this little tower thing is your cover that you are fatter than. So you stick out around your own cover. (laughs) So you can't really fully take cover behind it. And you're trying to shoot other people behind their little towers and then teleport to their tower to take control of it. 
You know, got, Jay, that sounds just like more of a personal problem. Maybe you need to <laughs> take, take, too many take my burger right? away. Yeah, yeah. Many, it's, it's like a double patty. It it was it was just oh my gosh, it was something else. This game, it's got a couple different game modes. So like one is just a death match where you respawn. One is an elimination, so you only have one life to live. And then the other is like a control point. So basically you have to get to one of their towers and steal it, and then you win the round. It is so basic. Rip got in, played with me. Luckily, Rip, what did? Was there anything you liked about the game? Tell me that, because I, I'm out. I'm out of reasons to. <laughs> I mean, I'm out of reasons to love it. If that's if, a heck of a loaded question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. Like there, I saw how it could be enjoyable if you're like you know strapped to a headset and all it plays is tower tag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and that's. There definitely is like some room for like some a lot of strategy and coordination if you have a lot of people um, because you have I think what is supposed to make it interesting is less of the moment to moment fighting because it's kind of weak. It's more that, you know, you can only move to strategies and it's all about I think what I was kind of discovering was the meta wasn't necessarily in shooting, but the meta was rather you in order to move tower to tower, you first have to capture it by like pointing at it for say four seconds and you can't shoot while you're pointing. So I could definitely see working with teammates to gain ground and get angles on other people and, and like fight off. Like I could see, I saw where they were going. Basically it's still really rough. That's the towers are too small. They need to, allow locomotion i don't know why they aren't they're not you don't even use the little you don't even use the joystick on your controller like (laughs) you can't use it when you should so like i'm i'm thankful i have a large play space right now but man when i go back to my studio i can't play this game it's super small area you don't have locomotion like he said your characters are too fat (laughs) and they get (laughs) shot around corners if like unless you're literally like I I am scared to think of how it would have been if it wasn't just us fighting each other because it, we like you have to stay dead center on this uh pillar to make sure you're in cover otherwise that person who's just one pillar away will easily get you which means if there's two you have no chance that, that no. other person can see you um yeah it was I don't know it I didn't quite see the hype kind of like jay said i could see like in in early in vr like it it got a lot of excuse me it got a lot of awards at vr arcades and i can see why it's still vr and you know it it works (laughs) and it's got you know flashy stuff and you use a gun if you've got and i think a lot of the arcade things like it's not just like a controller you have like this kind of like 3d printed thing to go along with it um and I could see people who are new to VR being like, oh, this is totally cool because they haven't seen anything else. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> in which case, you just have the novelty of VR like keeping you along. And, and in a VR arcade, you would have more space and therefore maybe like be able to more comfortably like run around your little tower to um, evade shots or something. I don't know but we expect better at this point than this that's the problem we expect better this thing did not deliver on it um we haven't we haven't 
hashed out the details, so I'm just going to give a little teaser right now. If you're a glutton for punishment, if everything we've described here sounds great, we may have an extra code or two, so we'll hit you back with some details on how to get those. But <laughs> hey, we might have something to hook you up with, and you can enjoy Tower Tag. I mean, four or five minutes of your life, it might really make your day, and uh, you'll never touch it again. But Oh, hey. yeah, and uh, <laughs> no one was playing it, by the way. <laughs> yes, about we that. couldn't get anyone in our server. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know what was wrong. It defaults to the European server. I feel like maybe I should have just left it on that. But I went USA. And I was even playing a bit before Rip got on. And I was trying. No one was joining. No one was joining. And then when he joined, he immediately came into my server. And so like, I'm like, are we only two in the US actually playing this right now? Yeah. Uh, it was it weird. Was... And it has positive reviews. It has like 50. For some people will hear this and be like, that's a tiny amount of reviews, Rip. It has 50 positive reviews, which for VR typically means yeah. <laughs> that this is a successful game. Like it's it's especially right. for one that just released. You'd think there would be people playing. Why weren't there anyone playing? We weren't playing at weird hours. It was just like middle of like late afternoon when everyone should be hopping on and throwing their VR headsets on and playing Tower and, Tech. And shout out to Live Mixed Reality. We got some free codes from them. Uh, they gave away 300 codes. There should have been at least 300 people playing this. It was only the two of us. I think the problem was they gave out the codes yesterday. Everybody played it for four minutes. It is now done forever. And so we missed the window. That was the time to play. But if you want it, let us know. We got some codes. Yeah. Try yourself. You're bring a friend because otherwise you won't be able to play. (laughs) 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 All right. Um, Adam uh, is going to be a rebel. So, yeah. So this isn't exactly a game, (laughs) but I do development in VR. And one of the coolest things that I wanted to talk about So when you develop in VR, there's two really big um, engines that you can use. You can either go Unity or you can go Unreal. Um, I went Unreal, and Unreal has some incredibly awesome tools for VR. One of their tools that they have is the VR Environment Editor, where you can actually go into the game that you're building and construct the level piece by piece while in your VR headset. Mm -hmm. And... It's oh. it's really cool. It's definitely that something really cool. that you can't pick up and play. Um, it takes a little bit of know-how because it is a development environment, but it's really cool to see these game engines adding support, not just for building games with VR, but incorporating VR into the, uh, into the development process. And that's something I really like to see. So does this make it kind of fun? For like, obviously, you need the know-how ahead of time. But if you already have that know-how, is there like some element of fun in <laughs> that's being introduced here with creating <laughs> it, it in is VR? A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot of fun, and it's a lot easier. I gotta say, like doing uh, environment building, at least for the stage of development that I'm at, doing environment editing in VR versus doing it flat on a monitor is way easier. It's really cool to look at your materials and drag a material, put it in the world, scale it, position it, drag a material, make it the material you need to. It's a really cool and fun experience. Yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds really cool. Could a noob even try to touch this? Like, would you even have any idea what you were doing or see anything cool? You would be able to go into the VR environment and... <laughs> That's you as know. far as you get. <laughs> and the problem with the problem with Unreal 
is that the second you open it up, you have like 50 different menus in your faces. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it sort of becomes the same in VR. And once you open it up, there's you just have a lot of information for you to parse. And so mm -hmm. it's definitely it's definitely something if you have any interest in game development, you have to try it out. If you have no interest in game development, then you should really stay far away. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of get that because I opened Unity once and was like, whoa. And that was my entire time <laughs> with Unity. Oh, Unity's even scarier than than uh <laughs> than Unreal. <laughs> it's just from how it looks. Um, right. Yeah, I that I kind of I suspected that's what you were going to say. It almost makes me wonder. Uh, you guys have heard of Dreams? I think it's called for oh, yeah. uh, PlayStation at this point. Um, for those that don't know, it's basically a, uh, a a rookie to intermediates tool for creating your own games, but you can do it just on your PlayStation and with just a PS4 controller. And it's supposed to be super accessible. It, it's kind of the it's it's the the um oh what's that thing called uh it's iMovie but for games in, in a sense um and i and were you talking about this i've never been interested in dreams but now i kind of want a dreams for a vr i feel like that that would be kind of cool for people that don't want to spend so much of their life having to learn vr to or not vr uh <laughs> game development to create like simple stuff um that said this sounds pretty cool i can definitely i get the feeling just from what you've said and you could uh tell me i'm wrong but in my experience when i'm like i haven't had too many like software things as opposed to games that i've done in vr but typically when you're doing when you open up software in vr it's less of you wanting to learn but like your first thing is your trying to find the tools you already know about in vr it's it's less of like you see all these things and you're like what the heck am i doing it's more you see all these things i'm like and you're like okay where's the things i want and you exactly. know they're there yeah and having it in vr lets you access those tools in a really fun interesting way and so for each for unreal each additional window or tool takes away from your precious screen space where mm -hmm. in VR, I can have the entire center of my view be completely free. I can open up new windows and position them anywhere I want. So I can have a new materials window be directly above my head. And so when I need to drag a new material, I just look up at the sky, drag a material down and put it where I want to. Um, right. So it is more software than gaming, but it's it's really fun <laughs> and really <laughs> it useful. It sounds like a... It sounds like a mix of game development and tilt brush. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like like a hybrid game. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's super cool. We we did um, whether or not he did it because we asked him, but we asked uh, Adam to actually check this out. Um, uh, uh, did we ask about this, or did we just ask you to? What, were, what, what did we ask you last podcast? Where there was something about Unreal, and we were like, now you gotta. What was the hardest thing about VR game development? Right. Oh, we wanted you to uh, figure out quest stuff. I think that's what ah, it was. I have not done that yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Why so we're still so waiting. hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was so hard to develop for it. All right. We don't have too much time here if we want to stick to our typical um, 
uh, time on this podcast, but you know, it's okay to go a little bit over. We have our discussion section. No sponsor for this because we already got two sponsors out of the way. Not that there were any. Um, (laughs) So this discussion section, again, we're, it was just a question that was posed in our Q and a section in the discord server. But I, I liked the question so much that I decided, you know what, let's make a whole discussion section about this. And the question is from, I didn't write it down. I think it's Matisse. I had a, I have it at the top. Yeah. Matisse, um, M A T T I E S in case I'm uh, butchering his name. He asks us, how did we get into VR? Which is, I imagine each of us have a a, a story to tell there. Yes. Uh, Full of adventure and excitement. I actually did a whole video (laughs) on the history of my love for VR. I will give you the Cliff Notes version because it's pretty intense. But basically, the first thing I ever knew about VR, when I was a kid, there was a family fun center in my town. And they had brought in this huge booth. You couldn't even see inside of it. Some sort of virtual reality booth. And I wanted to play it so bad. But it was 20 bucks, which was a ton to my family. Rip doesn't really understand what I'm talking about here. But it was a lot of money to my family. I couldn't do it. But for the rest of my growing up, I always thought, man, what was that? I really wish I could have played that. Fast forward to like 2011, I think. We got our first iPad. And there was this random first-person shooter game we got on it, but it was really unique. So instead of using joysticks on the screen or something, you held the iPad up in the air, and it would use the gyros and everything inside so that when you turned it, your character was turning inside of the world. And it was almost like you were holding this window into a virtual world that you were playing. And you had to literally turn and then walk down a hallway and turn and walk down the hallway. And I remember telling Nat about it. I was like, I don't know how this is going to happen. I don't know what this is, but I think this is the future of gaming right here. Because I was like, if there was some uncumbersome way, obviously holding an iPad sucks, but I was like, if there was some way they could like strap this to your face or something (laughs) and you could do this, I was like, this would be the most amazing gameplay ever. And then a couple years later, I started seeing videos of the Oculus DK1 and I was like, that's it. That's it right there. That's what I want. And I was like, the minute something comes out that I can afford, I'm getting into this. So the first day you could reserve a PSVR, I reserve mine, put the full down payment down to get it. And then the launch day of PSVR happened and the rest is history. I've been I've been in it hard ever since. And now I own a Rift, a Quest, a PSVR. I just can't help myself now. It's it's all it's good. It's all good. Right. Oh. Can't go back. That's really cool. Who else? What about you, Adam? Well, well, I probably have the most boring of all the stories. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really awesome gaming computer, and I built it to play Destiny 2 on PC. <laughs> and then I got <laughs> bored with Destiny 2, and I'm like, I need something else to play. And I'm looking through my Steam library, and nothing looked fun. And I saw a VR game, and I'm like, that looks fun. And so I bought a VR headset. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, I think that's a really yeah. good story because there's a lot of PC VR player, or PC players even still that could get bored of every PC game and for some reason do not want to try VR. I don't know why. I True. think the tide is turning on that movement, but there's been a lot of VR hate, especially from the extreme PC players for a while. So I love oh, yeah. the thought, let's try this and let's see what it's about. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, looking through the Steam, my Steam library, I have a huge variety of games and it just started to feel like I've kind of seen everything before. And VR offered this experience that was totally unique and unlike anything else I tried before. So I had to try it out. 
and it's 100% been worth it. Nice. Yeah, you're right, Jay. That is like a good, like, you know, it's you don't have to be like, it's no longer, it's both price-wise and game-wise, no longer at a point where you have to be looking for a particularly niche thing to enjoy this. We have good games that everyone can enjoy. I, I guarantee you, if you don't like Beat Saber, you have problems. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, all the people that don't like Beat Saber. Um, yeah, go play Tower Attack. <laughs> <laughs> yes, may you be condemned to an eternity in Tower Attack with a tiny play space. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I, I suppose you know while it's a simple story it's it is kind of good to hear that we're starting to get to a place where um you know there's that's sort of like i think the reason some people like buy the switch a lot of people bought the switch because they wanted zelda but a lot of people also bought the switch because they you know it's something new and interesting and that's super cool and that brings a lot of people into it a lot more easily and with a lot less hate than well maybe not but (laughs) a lot (laughs) I think less uh, less stigma than VR has as like a gimmick. You know, no one really thinks that the Switch is particularly gimmicky at this point. Yeah, people have gotten right. past that. Hopefully VR too, but there's still the haters out there. You will change. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've had a couple of them because uh, it, my Steam ID, it, it has VR in it. And I... It was hilarious. I don't know if I have it recorded, but if I can find it, you'll have to hear the whole clip. There was seriously this dude who tried to um, call me out on it. He was like, oh, but you have VR in your name. And I laughed so hard. I was like, you did not just say that. I was like, really? Out of any kind of like, like dig you can take at me, you you make fun of VR. Like, so yeah, there's definitely still those people out there. But what were they trying to make fun of? Just typical, like, toxic people in CSGO chat. Oh, okay, all right, never mind. I, I guess, like, yeah, <laughs> like, just being a girl in a PC game, I have no idea, but it was pretty great. I was just like, okay, well, <laughs> that was the first. <laughs> Another day in CSGO. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But well, uh, what but, about you, Destiny? Yeah, how did yes. you get into VR? Um, I think I've probably talked about this a million times, and I don't know if y'all are tired of hearing about it, but CSGO, (laughs) like, um, that's just a huge part of, like, my background, like, I cannot get enough of it, and so, me and a friend, it's funny, we were talking about it one day, we found out that there was other games similar to it in VR, in which I had been wanting to try out VR for a while. Like we even have a local, like uh, kind of like an arcade. It has like a bowling alley, stuff like that, but it does have a place for you to try VR. And I believe it's the HTC um, headset. Mm-hmm. So I got to try it out. And of course it's like typical, like little the penguin shooting snowball game thing. <laughs> and I was like, Oh yeah, this is, this is cool. You know? But yeah, like once I found out that I could take my CSGO game, like to the next level, I was like, I have to have VR and, uh, and I've loved it ever since. But, um, and like, I've even played CSGO in like actually in VR, not just Pavlov, but like on virtual desktop. And I remember that was a pretty funny experience because oh. I was talking to the chat um, in CSGO. I was like, I'm playing this in VR. And this little kid was like, no, you're not. You're lying. And I was like, no, I'm really <laughs> playing this in VR right now. And um, it was pretty great. And um, so yeah, not too much of a backstory, but 
Yeah. What about you? No, it's cool. Um, I think I had. Let's see, mine. I think what eventually got me to get the Rift S was actually like dangerous. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> the uh, but my general interest in VR was definitely long before that. Um, when we started hearing about uh VR, it was on my radar. Raider, radar. <laughs> Raiders. <laughs> yes, I have a pet Raider, and he's got like all sorts of advertisements on him, and he had VR on him one day. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so so VR was on my radar, and I thought it was cool, but I wasn't necessarily, you know, at the time headsets were like over a thousand dollars, so it was like no way. Um, and then I went to not the full E3 event. E3 had like an E3 play i think it's called e3 live it's something like that um that i was super excited for it was free to attend you just had to make sure you got on the first list of people and the moment i saw news about it and i I, like i said i keep up with the games industry i'd like to say pretty well so i saw it as the news came out which meant i reached out to like seven other people i knew i was like guys sign up for this thing right now we'll worry about it later whether you go or not um and i ended and six people ended up going <laughs> um so we and we weren't in la so we all traveled down for this event just to like be around e3 and do this really cool thing turns out the event was terrible but <laughs> they had there was a highlight it, it had like only a couple games and it was super super full of people for really not that great an experience but vive was there their htc was there with their vive and they had uh oh what is it they had pirate pirate space training i think it is space pirate trainer they had space pirate trainer and the steam like a couple of those steam demo games before they like put it all in one neat package called whatever steam thing has now it was just like the Mm -hmm. archery game but by itself and oh my gosh my mind was blown i was not expecting it i was like this is the coolest thing I've ever done in gaming. <laughs> this is like, I I knew that I couldn't afford it. It was still <laughs> like a thousand dollars to hop into um, VR and back. And then you needed a really beefy PC to run VR. Then you know you couldn't run it on a 1060. You could you needed like I don't know I forget what the nicest stuff was back then, but you needed the nicest stuff. Um, so I didn't get into it then, but I was already interested and that's when i started following vr and i followed it really heavily um and then the playstation vr was announced and as soon as i could get my hands on it i did and it was cool it had a lot of good games it def having already played the vive i still like remembered it so well that i knew i was getting a lesser experience i was like this is not what i played i'm getting a screen door effect it's certain like things don't feel as smooth this it doesn't feel like it's there it felt like i was trying demo equipment more than anything else it sorry playstation users but just (laughs) i wasn't a fan of it like i felt like if i'm gonna be in vr i want to feel immersed and i kept feeling like i wasn't immersed due to this thing or that um so (sighs) so much talking um (laughs) so the so I sold it. I sold the PlayStation VR headset. Um, I was like, I could use this $500 for other things and I'll wait till um, something else comes out. And something else came out. Um, 
that you know we got the rift s and the quest and so uh, finally six months ago as we told e- each other about like how long we've been playing six months ago i was like all right diving in let's check this out and oh we're there we're there fellas <laughs> like if you are looking for vr now he's now you can jump in four hundred dollars i had a decent computer and that's all it took to run vr yeah yeah, people forget that who haven't been around VR a while. The price of entry used to be astronomical. Because like even yes. the original the original Vive was eight hundred dollars, which may not seem like a lot, but at the time, if you wanted a gaming PC that would run it, fifteen hundred might have gotten you. Might have gotten you a PC that would run it. But a lot of people, you really need a two thousand dollar PC. So you're looking at almost three grand to get into VR right off the bat if you didn't already own one. Where that's why PlayStation VR was kind of the unsung hero back then, because if you already owned a PS4, you're looking at four or five hundred dollars to get in and try something. And yes, it may not have been as good, nearly as good, but it was still approachable. And now right. most of us have a PC, at least if you're into gaming at all, you know, game PC, it'll probably run it with maybe one upgrade. Like you're, you're probably close. And right. if you don't, you can get a quest for $400 and still get a really comparable experience. So VR has come so far. It's so much better. If you tried it a few years ago and you think it sucked, try it again. If you haven't tried it yet, now is the time to try it. It's, it's definitely at the tipping point here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also, it's approachable. It's consumer friendly. Yeah. And I don't know if like y'all have had a similar experience or not, but also for people, um, I know we've talked a lot about like arcade playing and stuff, but um, and like with my ex- experience when I tried the HTC, it was funny because I'm not gonna lie initially, like, yeah, of course, I thought it was super cool, but um, it's not quite what I was expecting, especially for as much like um, positive things that I'd heard about the HTC headset and I think part of it because then after I got my Quest headset I was blown away like at the time it actually even seemed so much better but I think the difference is because with my own personal headset I was able to make sure that the focus was correct that the mm. fitting was correct that mm-hmm. the lens was clean and all of these small things actually make a huge difference in your VR experience versus when you're in an arcade um, setting with some of these people um, that, especially where I went, like it wasn't, since it wasn't only about VR, the people weren't specialized in it. You know what I mean? So they basically just kind of have you throw it on. um, They don't adjust anything and then they just have you start playing. So you don't, the whole time, like I felt like it was smudgy and now I know that, yeah, it definitely was like, it shouldn't have been (laughs) like that. So yeah, if anybody even had an experience like that, make sure you go to like a legit like VR place where they can properly, you know, give you a real VR experience. Like, so that way mm-hmm. you're not turned off by it. Go to a friend. Well, don't go right and, now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, and that too. Yeah, that too. Like, I I think now I do know one person that has VR, but I, I don't really know anybody in person that has it. Been They're going to give you a much better experience, even than arcades. A lot of times I went to a VRcade called VRcade and they put me in, I swear, a child sized driving simulator. I thought it was oh, going to be no. so cool. And it was a horrible experience. I couldn't even hit the brakes <laughs> because I couldn't get my knee over to hit the brakes. Like this thing was so <laughs> tiny. You get a bad experience anywhere. 
And the equipment it, has gotten yeah. much better too. The screen door effect is what you'll hear about. Talk about that first Vive had terrible screen door effect. I don't know what you're talking about, Rift, about the PSVR having it. The Vive, I think, had the worst of the first three headsets. This was this wasn't like early Vive. This was by then they'd already um, okay. The upgraded ones are like, way better. But if you tried yeah. first gen people, the screen door effect was terrible. It has come a long ways. This Rift S, it's very hard to even see the screen door effect on this thing. It's there, but it's hard to see it. Mm-hmm. Not like the old days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think with that, we're going to wrap. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's throwing things at me. Um, <laughs> so with that, we're going to wrap this podcast up. Um, if We answered a lot of questions today, which was super cool. Looking forward to doing that next podcast. If you'd like to take part in that, Join our Discord community if you haven't already. Um, again, links everywhere. Um, it, it, I think we're somewhat searchable now. If you look up Full Dive Gaming um, podcast in Spotify, we're, uh, sorry, if you look up Virtual Reality Gaming in Spotify, we're the top result now, which I'm super psyched about. Um, we're still not virtual reality, though. That, <laughs> that, that, is, that is a number of podcasts ahead of us still. Oh, we'll get there. there. We'll get there. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Check links for... I don't know what wherever we've got a lot of stuff now. It's hard to like cover it all in one broad stroke, but you know, check the show notes. We're offering a lot these days. Thank you for tuning in. It's been awesome. Thanks for watching or listening. Bye everybody. Bye. Bye.